Welcome to Thirsty Thursday. It is Thirsty Thursday. Not too many of the Thirsty Thursdays left. I was left. just going to say, this. there's not many Thirsty Thursdays left here, man. There's not. We were just talking about uh, eventuality of uh, a yeah. new Sunday. What are we going to call it? Sunday? Sipping Sundays? Sipping I don't Sundays? Know. Uh, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. we'll we should put that up for a vote. Maybe we, there's more mm. creative minds out there out there than there are right here. <laughs> that's for sure that's for yeah. sure too <laughs> we got a show lined up um we're busy hopefully you guys caught the uh the uh this week's review it was a, another four dummies series pretty cool video i actually learned a little bit watching it myself to be honest with you I, I, I'm a little bit disappointed in some of the information you gave, but we'll get into that when you give us the rundown. <laughs> Not um, that you do bad. No, it information. I mean, I was just really kind of saddened to find out that they're discontinuing the twelve. I'm like, I, I think okay. it's a it's a process, mm -hmm. and, and I won't be surprised when a lot of other distilleries have to do oh it gosh. also, <laughs> especially the ones that sell a lot of product, because you just, I mean, twelve years is a long time to wait. I know. You know? But how so, long is that Glenlivet twelve? been on the I, I forever mean, years it's been someone's daily drinker you yep. know since before i was born probably yep. i it, it's just i don't know it's kind of sad to see a, a, a staple in a lineup i mean it, it was it was fun doing a little research on the distillery and uh just the the a lot of those distilleries when they first started it's like one guy and then when he passes away it kind of goes out of the family and it ends up in like a a, a company yeah, they sell holding, yeah. right and this one was one that kind of stayed with the family for a, a little bit more of an extended period of time. Um, so, I mean, that was kind of interesting that, you know, the yeah. family was a little more involved in it. Um, I mean, they even had uh, one of the Winchester series was distilled by, you know, one of his direct descendants, yep. one of George's direct descendants. So that's actually pretty cool. But, um, you know, I mean, it's a it's been around a long time. Um, it's interesting because we've done a few um, and there was a few more that, that uh, we picked up that we'll be doing reviews on, I think. Right. Uh, and you and I tried one uh, that was very good. Really I, good. I won't say I which was one surprised. it was. <laughs> uh, but it, it, was, it was very good. Uh, so, I mean, I think that they really do have something for kind of everybody's price range and everybody's kind of palate. Like, there is something in that range that you can find that you would enjoy. Um, so, you know, I think that it's definitely worth exploring. It is a little bit, like there's some that I don't necessarily, Yeah, I wouldn't say I don't care for them, but they're like a little the too, reserve. you know, yeah, the Founders mm -hmm. Reserve was a little not great, but, you know, some of the <laughs> stuff that's, uh, you know, well, and I, I don't say that I didn't like, like the Enigma and the Code series. I thought that that was an interesting, it's a marketing thing, right? Yeah. But what they were trying to do was kind of an interesting thing you know i mean they're basically giving you a blind tasting and letting you explore it and figure it out kind of yeah, on your own that's all marketing <laughs> but but it seems like a hundred dollars to figure it out on that's your exactly own, right? what i was getting ready yeah. to say or you just don't read the tasting notes and taste the 30 dollar bottle oh yeah that's a blind right. taste uh, <laughs> mark and i had a glass of that at one of the restaurants one night yeah. what was it the name i think it was the it was enigma. enigma yeah and it was pricey for the glass yeah. and well, we, we, were, we tasted it we're like not worth the it space. was over a hundred bucks for the bottle yeah. So, yep. you know, they weren't cheap, but, yeah. uh, but you anyway. know, I, I think all in all, you know, the company's been around a long time. They've got a lot of stuff out there. Um, so I, I think that it's probably worth checking out at least a few oh, of them. Oh, for sure. And you're going to see them, you know, Glenlivet's everywhere. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that it, it was, it was a fun video to do just to touch on that distillery. Did they say if the 12 is going to be replaced by anything? Well, the Founders Reserve is the... In line is the is there, is there bottom is there NAS yeah whatever that Founders Reserve is not a replacement I no I don't think no, so not a good no. replacement so this one that you've got on the bar though wasn't in the lineup no and you know it's funny because <clears throat> stuff gets lost on the bar right <laughs> yeah I, I mean I'm starting to know that feeling <laughs> here, here's the thing I, I mean yours is fairly well organized and stuff kind of stays where it is my bar with the four guys coming over was like just stuff gets shuffled around and thrown <laughs> everywhere and oh, you know yeah. and now it's like i've got to bring stuff over so i completely forgot when we were getting ready to do the glenn Livet video drew and i were like ah, I, I didn't i think i had maybe a couple of bottles and uh so he's like you don't have any more i thought we had another one over there now i don't think so and so tonight i was looking around for the stuff that we're doing tonight and was like hey there's a bottle of glenn Livet. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> Uh, but this is a single cask edition Glenlivet. Um, it's a Bob special. 
It's a it's a Bob special. This is, is a, a seventy special. centiliter bottle, so uh, European. It's uh, fifty eight point six ABV. It was distilled in ninety eight, I guess. It was bottled. Yeah, in, Bob H is saying, "Is that my ladder foot?" Bottled yeah, in is on me. <laughs> <laughs> what ladder foot? What are you talking about? <laughs> and see, it's still half a bottle. So if you can get over here, so, you can have some more of it. So I'm having a, a glass of that, and Drew's got one as well. I do. Uh, it's good. It's good. So it, it is tasty, and so I, I think that there's a lot of, of things at this distillery that are worth exploring. Hi, you know, I, I so doing the editing. I always love doing the Four Dummies series. It's a lot of work, um, but I learned so much. Like you did a lot of research into it. And then I actually did a pretty cool, I did a Patreon uh, behind the scenes video. Yes, right. Which was actually which was really fun. Yeah, yeah. So I, I showed the editing for it. And it was, it was a good hour long video. And I didn't even get a chance to really get into all the details of the history. But once I did, I was like, holy crap, the Winchester guns, the, the history of how, you know, 1700s when this started. This is an old distillery. Yeah, yeah George's dad was the one who right. started it. Right. So it's pretty cool when you go through all this stuff. That's one of the cool things I like about Scotch in general. It's just if you spend time, and I'm sure bourbon, rums, they all have it. But what I love about Scotch is just it's a cool history over there. So a from. lot of it repeats. I mean, it, yeah. it, you Moth can balls. predict some of that. It built it, burned, it built right. it, well, burned, it mothballed. My favorite part about researching the history was just like, Reading between the lines of what George had to do to keep people from like mm -hmm. wrecking his distillery after he signed up, like that wasn't a small deal. You yeah. know, the more you read about it, like the smugglers and the illicit distillers back then, I mean, think, think <laughs> prohibition here. in the United States. <laughs> right. So, like, these guys, this is big money. And so, you know, the reason that that law got put into place was because the rich guys wanted their cut. Right, right. They I mean, that's in. really what it came down to was taxes. So they wanted to get paid for what these guys were doing, and so when George went and signed up for that, he was, it was a rock and a hard place, man. I mean, his landlord's the guy who got that thing passed. He wants to get paid. Right. He's going to send his boys around and say, hey, you need to head on down and sign those papers, right? <laughs> but the hills are full of people that are, you know, not exactly... You know, sympathetic to his cause because wow, they're illegally so, making it, and they want to keep making it. And they want to keep making yeah. money. So, how big of a badass do you have to be to walk around and say, mm, "You can go burn his still down, but not mine." You, you can hear him clanking under the say, say, say hello <laughs> to one and two. <laughs> boom, boom. I got one shot each. Right. <laughs> they're very Clint Eastwoody, yeah. right? Like, uh, like old school Clint Eastwood. You hear that clank, clank under my kilt? <laughs> what are you looking pistols. at? <laughs> you know what I mean? Diane ain't much of a living boy. <laughs> And we could go on for an hour on this topic. Oh, yeah. Come on, let's go. So, anyway, I mean, it, it was fun doing. It's always fun. It was good sitting down with a specific it. distillery and kind of going through their lineup and and learning a little bit about the history. So it was key fun. takeaway is probably the twelve. I think I think is the biggest one. And then the, we've got a lot of comments on the Nadora range. Yeah, lots of good comments on about how yep. good it is. People so. have been talking about it since before before we even did this. Yes. I mean, I heard that before. And the, the sixteen specifically, the Nadora, I yep. think, is what I'm hearing the most of. But that'll, the other one was pretty good. So, I oh, oh we got a I'm like super Mother? chat. Oh, Tom R. Tom, thank R. you, sir. You Tom R. You know Dean. what, Tom? Thank you. But uh, Tom did That's have a question as we were. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, Tom had a question while you were talking, though. He wants to know where you're at on the uh, the blind. Mm-hmm. Oh, line challenge. We're waiting to get that equipment down to my here? bar. Yeah, so everything <clears> is, um, every, all the equipment to shoot down at Sean's bar is What's ready, but we kind of got what? dumped on with a lot of snow and nobody no, wants to. We're not wheeling that down. We're going to have to wait a couple days. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually ready to shoot it. Um, it's you just this blind? Yep, it's that just line. getting all of the uh, equipment down there because I want to shoot it at my bar. Um, so that'll hopefully, I'm hoping the snow kind of messed us up. We were going to be your house maybe, this week. But, yep. Maybe early next week, mid next week. Yep. I'd like to do it. Um, so, you know, as soon as I get it shot, I'll at least post out that I did it. He's been training with Andrew's, uh, aroma kit. What is that? Don't you have one of those? Yep. Smelling, smelling different aromas. Yep. So he's, he's, Kick it in. you know, Rocky we're playing songs. Eye of the Tiger do for do him. Do he's do. <laughs> but so to wrap up Glenlivet for dummies, Put a, a point on it. What's the next for dummies? Series? I don't know. We maybe you guys can tell us. What do you guys? You know what I would like to do is Highland Park for dummies. That was what I was. That's, that was my next. That's going to be an undertaking, right? It'd be like three hour series, I but know. it'd be cool. <laughs> I, I want to do it just so I know what. I was doing. just going to say, you know what? Maybe it's worth it just because so I've confusing. been so damn confused over Highland Park for the past two years. I'm sure it's probably yeah. good. You one. definitely have to. Not only do you have to date the. 
the video. You have to date the video like to the day. Right. And on this day, yeah. this is their lineup. Right. Because it could change. It, it does. It does. I guess that, yeah. that if you're a, if you're a blender at, at within the distillery, it's a great opportunity because what do you, hey Joe, what do you want to make today? Let's try this. Yeah. I, they just need to clean things up, but you know what? We'll do it. We'll, I say that that's yeah. a good idea. We'll see. People, be fun. Others, you know. I mean, obviously, we could do like a Balvini because that's a very, very, very well. We have So what way. have we done? We've done McAllen. We've done Walker. Glenn, John Walker. Johnny Walker. We've done Glenbo. We've done Glenn Levitt. McAllen. McAllen, I think. Did so we do one more? It. No, that's it. So we've done Space Sides and Highlands. Wait, did you say Glenn? You did. Yeah. So we haven't done anything on. Any other regions yet? Yeah. Well, so that's the question. Do you do something like, like Kilhoman that has that was going to be a million bottles? That would be cool. Or do you do Brucolati that they got a lot of different kind of things with Lafroy Lagavulin? Yeah, those are big ones. Well, Lagavulin doesn't have enough. Doesn't have a lot. No, they got eight, eleven, and those aren't even core. I mean, Kerchus. It has to be something, and I know we're kind of on tangent here, but it has to be something that. You're going to see multiples in the uh, liquor store. Compass Box, Glenn, Dr Glenn hey. Dronick. Oh, yeah. Show him. Glenn Dronick. He paid his money. The the uh, Glenn Livet Nadura Sherry. He wants to know what bottle it was? No, he, he had said, it. He, well, he said, we, we need to get a bottle. Oh. Got it. Done. <laughs> uh, yes. Chris, Chris, thank you, sir. That's a great, agreed. I, that's a great that? idea. You Look. mean this one right here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on the list. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's list. actually on, on the list to be reviewed. Mm -hmm. I mean, we may have a sip tonight. depends on how we do. Don't mind if I do. All right, let's move on. All so right. We're going to be low on time here because we got a lot to do go we, through. Do you want to go through we'll see cold situations first? Or you want to do yeah, I, let, let's do that, and then we can just do this the rest of the time. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and go. <laughs> so... If you're like in the most of the world right now, you know it's been cold. Well, you, uh, you know, the interesting thing was, and we'll have, well, I want, there's something I want to bring Dr. Scotch in for, but um, if Thank you look you, at sir. the Discord channel, there, there's a lot of discussion about, so if, if, my, um, if my whiskey was just recently shipped and it comes to me and it's, and, really it's sitting, and it's been sitting in my porch and it's zero degrees out, is it now chill filtered? Well, no, but <laughs> technically, it's not chill filters. If, if, but chill, if we ever, if we're ready to do Dr. Call Dr. Scotch in, we um, are. Let me get this set up. I'm almost done. <laughs> okay. I'm multitasking here. You know, I, I've got some questions. Actually, wait for, for the for the doc on the flip side of that, then, because I've had some experiences. You know, ordering a lot of whiskey online and getting shipped to me. So get that guy in here with his white. Let's bring Dr. Scotch. Let's do Dr. Scotch is in the house. Hey, oh, what's going on? You just missed Andrew. I did. He was <laughs> well, he saw. I, I crossed in the, in the green room. He, he, was, he was sitting out there. So I hear that shipping Scotch at this time of year is an interesting experience. It can be okay because what you can have is you can have your non-chill filtered whiskey come be sitting on your porch at freezing degrees, zero degrees, ten degrees Fahrenheit. And there's a question that was circulating on Discord. Does this mean my new whiskey is now chill filtered? Ooh, I mean, and Drew is working on a graphic here. I don't know when he wants to put it up. There it is. This was a graphic from, who was this, Bobby J? Bobby J. So he had a couple of bottles that were sitting outside. Sean. And, and you can see the uh, Kragalaki, is that what it is? Yep. It, 13 is clearly cloudy. Um, and that's exactly what'll happen, and that's exactly what distillers do to chill filter a whiskey, is they bring it down to that freezer temperature to do that. Now, but then they put it through a filter. Then they put it through a filter. So if you don't filter that, and you bring it back to room temperature, it'll all go back. It, most of it should go back into solution. Which is what happened here. It, it may or may not, but it, it should all go back into solution. Huh. But the key is, so if you really want to know, this is a perfect example, and that, I'm glad he brought that up. You can actually do a test on your own to determine if you could taste chill filtered whiskey or not. So what you do, well, let me back up. So what that chill filtering is designed to do, it removes fatty acids, it removes proteins, and it'll remove some long chain esters out of the whiskey. Now the fatty acids and the proteins are all about mouthfeel. It gives you a little creaminess, a little oiliness, a little those kind of things. The esters can add some like high fruit notes and bananas and stuff like that. But 
Generally, yeah. you like those? <laughs> What's the difference between long chain esters and short chain esters? Well, short, short, short chain esters don't have as much flavor and influence. So that's okay. A, and and they're all, where's your notes? Yeah, and they're I also not it. as likely to come out of solution and chill filtering. So there's there's always esters in whiskey. So anyway. okay. So what I what I yes. What, what's an ester? <laughs> it's a it's a, She's it's really a compound mean. that had flavor. <laughs> It's, it's, a, it's a name from the 20s that is really common among grandparents. Fair enough. So, uh, so he, anyway, so what that does is it's generally a mouthfeel thing, and there have been studies back and forth that you really can't taste the difference. So what you want to do is you want to take some whiskey that you know has been non-chill filtered. So it's going to be a 50, 60 proof, something like that. Um, and what you do is you, you take two samples of it and pull them apart. And one of them, you take a coffee filter and you pour it through the coffee filter at room temperature. So if there's any flavors that are picked up from the coffee filter, that will be an example, that'll be your control. And then you take a, that other sample, throw it in your freezer. Let it freeze down as cold as it'll go, leave it there for four hours or more. And then you take that and pour it through a different coffee filter. And what you'll effectively do is you will chill filter that whiskey. And you'll all that haze that you have in there will most likely, in most cases, get caught in that filter. Right Now it's not as probably as tight a filter as you would use in a, in a distillery. Yep. But it will it will pull a lot of that filtration out, especially if you leave it in the freezer for like a couple days and let it all settle to the bottom and then pour it, then it's really gonna filter it all out. So I guess the big question is if you buy a bottle, leave it in the cold because it's cold as hell outside, mm -hmm. and you leave it for a couple of days on the car and you bring it in, you're like, oh man, no. is it ruined? You have not ruined it. No, because okay. as soon as you warm it up it'll, and, you, and you tip the bottle, it'll all come back in a solution. But why, so, why chill filter? Why don't you chill filter at fifty six percent ABV? Because if you well, why don't you? Because you don't need to. It, it, number one, you have to use the energy to cool it down. Number two, you got to go through filter plates <clears> and all that, all the expense of the filters to pull all that stuff out. But um, no, but so I, 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 I'm asking the questions for for the audience. So you say mm -hmm. you don't need to. Well, why do you need to under forty six percent? Well, because if you if it's under forty six percent and you go into a cold room your bottle will be cloudy, and that's ugly. Okay. It's more aesthetics than it's anything all, else. It's almost, ni probably 90, 95% aesthetic. Okay, so now let me flip the script. We're talking about cold. What about on the opposite side of it? Um, I, I've had bottles where I've ordered them, they've shown up in the summer, they're on the front porch, or I've seen pictures from subscribers that are in their mailbox, and they get it, and you know, when a bottle's brand new, it's filled to about right here, but it's been sitting out in their mailbox in 90 degree weather all day, and the liquor's up to here. I mean, it's, it's, they're like, holy cow, let it sit for four or five hours in their house. Room temperature. And, you know, comes back down. Exactly. What's going on? Is that just pressure in the bottle, or is that affecting the whiskey? Is there anything going so on chemically? Going on, no, there's nothing going on. Well, I'll back up a little bit. Number one, what's happening there is the coefficient of thermal expansion of the liquid. So as you heat up a liquid, it'll expand. <laughs> so <laughs> so if, you, if you take up any, any liquid and you heat it up, it'll expand the volume. So it'll become okay. less dense and it'll fill the bottle up more. So in a hot, in a hot um, environment, that liquid expands. And what it'll actually do is it'll pressure it up. And, and in some cases, it'll actually push, push some of the headspace of the bottle out and can break. Pop that cork. It can or, pop, what, pop the cork out. I've, if anybody's left a bottle of wine in their car, like, in a hot summer day, oftentimes it come back and the whole, the cork's popped out and it's blowing all over the car. So that, that's the same kind of scenario. That the beauty of these sometimes they've got seals on them to help hold that cap on really tight. But the but the the beauty of a real cork is it will breathe a little bit and let some of that gas out. And yeah, but not with like in. these where they're sealed. Yeah, they're all sealed super yeah. tight. Yeah. All right. Interesting. But but typically that shouldn't greatly affect the whiskey unless it's a really long time because the heat does induce oxidation so it can promote some of that before it gets so there it, there could be concern if you leave it out there yeah long. it's really it this is really best kept it between 65 fahrenheit and 80 85 fahrenheit is probably the I mean, best to me it's it's like any other like you wouldn't want your wine or anything else like that to <laughs> go through wide swings in temperature exactly um and you know once in a while not the end of the world not I mean, at the restaurant you know when they deliver wine liquor beer well beer's already cold but the mm -hmm. wine and the liquor i mean it's in a it's in a box truck right they're not 
climate control. No. no. You know, so, I mean, they, they roll it out. It's on the road all day. And, you know, when they roll it in, it's, you know, the red wines are cold. The liquor is cold. In the summer, it's hot. So yeah, a lot of a lot of the food food and beverage is, is stored at what they call warehouse temperature, which is between three degrees Celsius and forty degrees Celsius. That's <clears> that's <throat> just by definition warehouse temperature. Range. So that's basically 35, 40, or 38 Fahrenheit to one hundred and five, hundred and ten Fahrenheit. That that is an allowable storage temperature for most food, most non-perishable food stuffs. Which I can tell you, sitting on the back of a UPS truck, it can get hot because yeah, I've had yeah. it. I've literally had it handed to me it's by hot. the UPS, and I run upstairs to my office, pile a knife, and I and I get it, and you know that bottle's filled. I'm like, oh man, this thing's ready to pop. Mm -hmm. It can be. Yep. Let me yeah, save man. you, little guy. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Daddy's here, right? <laughs> so try to chill filter. I'd like. I'd be really interested if anybody would like to uh, give us some information. I. If I'd had time, I would have been able to uh, maybe have a little taste test right here of some chill-filtered whiskey we could have done. Maybe some other time. Maybe maybe but. more specific Dr. Scotch episode. But kind of cool to do that. Actually, Actually freeze one and get yeah. it prepped and use some coffee. Some white walker. See what freeze it and see. Oh, sorry. Start and chill-filter. No, man. Ain't gonna happen. Not doing it. At least nope. it tells Not. you on the bottle when it's cold. Now. It tells you. <laughs> but it's so That's the coolest if, thing about and, that bottle. But if you get a bottle now and it's cold and it's cloudy when you give it. Bring it in the house, warm don't, it up, don't worry give it a little it. All twist, good. it'll all be fine. It's all good. Don't yep. put it on your stove or anything. Just let it come up naturally. Correct. Very all good, right, Dr. So, Scotch. Hey, go get Andrew. We got some whiskey to drink. Get her. All right. See ya. See ya. Cheers. You know, you, do you guys realize that that spread in the green room is really fantastic? Really? I mean, it's like it, you've got uh, charcuterie boards in there. All and caviar. It's, and... Man, it's great. <laughs> you can bring some of that back. No kidding. Yeah, being green man. Room. We don't ever get. We could get I'm, I'm surprised. Zebra Hunter never wants to come out. <laughs> <laughs> if we had more guests, I'd, I'm not. Su I'm surprised we don't have more guests. Sitting there with the bunker that. commander, the whole show, getting drunk and eating caviar. <laughs> well, we do have a cool, cool coasters. Thanks for bringing them over, man. I, I, we need to talk to that guy. But um, what's the main topic now? What are we talking about tonight, guys? Terror. 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 Is terror. that terror? Terror. We can screw this up. Come on, hang on. Yeah, we can. <laughs> Terrior. We can totally do it. Terrior. So we've done this before. Oh, yeah. We've, we've talked, talked about, about this. it a few times. There, there's been, the whiskey world is afire with whether or not this is a real thing. Yeah. Right? And they're trying to prove and, it. And the, the people that say that it is not, their whole argument has been centered around the, there's no science behind it. We don't know what you're talking about, basically. Because, you know... Back when the French figured it out hundreds of years ago, a lot of science behind there it. There was a lot of it. <laughs> but, uh, so it turns out that there is science behind it now. Andrew, do you want to... Uh, a little bit. Do you want to kind of... They're working on it. There's a published paper. There is a published that. paper. If you go to Waterford Distillery, they're an Irish whiskey distillery, they have funded a, um, a study uh, exploring terroir. And so what they've done is they took... Um, Different varieties of um, malt, barley, and, barley oh, yeah. I'm sorry, bar barley, yeah, barley, and um, from different years, different locations, and different varieties of, of barley, and they've tried to control all the other factors, and they they did some analysis making distillate out of those barleys. Under laboratory conditions. Under laboratory conditions. Right. So it's the same still, it's the same amount of mash, it's the same yeast, it's the same everything to try and normalize. And then they distilled those and, and run a um, an analysis on the new make. So they're eliminating all the barrel influence. This is only the true terroir of the grain. Right. It's not. It's not including the terroir of where you age it or any of that kind of stuff. So which is a lot more like wine with with right. the grape. Right. It is. It is. And it's an interesting study. So it, it's, I think, scientifically, it's set up very strong. It's a great article. The one thing that I find really interesting is they, they take the, the sample of, of new make and they put it in a vial and they run it through a gas chromatograph. Right. Mm -hmm. And they use, um, and what this does is they Dr. talk Scott's about, <laughs> I know. they talk about the whole process of how they, they sample it and run through the gas chromatograph and then at the end of the gas chromatograph, they split the stream. One goes into an analyzer to be able to detect um, what the mass of the material is coming out. The other one goes to a guy's nose. I know this little spritzer is like. <laughs> <laughs> so he's sniffing for it. Uh, smells like something. He's sniffing the output of the gas chromatograph. 
And, and what they're able to, they were able to do. Image of that. Well, and the, the thing that's interesting is they, they were really intent about making sure the people that were nosing that that were pie trained. were well trained. Yeah. They were calibrated against each other. They were calibrated, you know, against uh, known smells. I mean, they, it, they've done a great job on that. But it still seems weird. It's like one's going to a, a million dollar mass spec machine, and one guy's sitting there with a the nose. Bring in the nose. <laughs> so I, got I am here. Give me my output. <laughs> and and. <laughs> so they were able to detect differences in the new make whiskey on nose and chemical compounds between the different uh, brand or the different varieties. Um, I think the biggest influence was the um, the territory and the year, because weather and the the um, ground that they're grown in really do have an effect. Right. The question, though, and they've got a, they've got another study going. I think in the next year that's due to publish in, in next year about whether it really affects the flavor. So there's some nose comp some some okay. nosing compounds that you can detect. There's some nosing differences you can detect, but they are subtle. And there's only like eight eight I think it was eight or five five to eight compounds that they could actually tell a difference between all these varieties and years. So it, it, it is a subtle difference, but it is scientifically is it detectable. To say that it's there it is terroir. It is scientifically detectable. So my my takeaway from the article was yes. Like of course there's going to be and they were talking about the the chemical compounds in the soil, you know, one one sample had right. more manganese in it than the other sample yep. or copper or whatever. And some of that stuff is going to go through. Of course. Um, and so you're going to end up with slightly different variations, I would think. But the part that I'm not sure about is, so you have this new make spirit, and it's got slightly subtle variations, mm -hmm. but now you're going to throw it in an oak barrel for the next 20 years. <laughs> exactly. And so how much of that is left at the end of the process? And I'm not saying that there's not nothing, but... I mean, is it enough to really say there is an existence? You know, of this? I mean, there's so many other things involved. There, there were a few compounds that were pretty noticeable. I mean, different. you had to have be some serious sensitivity. Well, and the thing is, so what they're picking, I think that what, what I found. Thanks, Bobby J. Appreciate the, it, buddy. Bobby J. Hey, Bobby J. Thank, thank you. No problem. Thank um, you. A, lo a lot of what they were detecting were differences in the in the esters that we were talking about earlier. The, the bananas, the uh, pears, the apples, those flavors that are coming out in the new mate. You do detect a lot of those in, like, in any whiskey. You detect the apple, you get a lot of pears and those kind of things. And so I think that is maybe a, a fairly dominant new make flavor that carries through. But you do also get ester extraction from a barrel. So that's the case of I don't know if if it would cover that up or not. I, I think the part to me, you know, when you're talking about wine, it's a very simple process. Yes. You know, and you're, so you're using the grapes from that year. There's definitely going to be different, you know, water content, you know, weather, soil conditions, all of those things are going to play into it. And then you're taking the juice straight from there. It's going into a bottle, which is non-reactive. And so it really is more about what you put in initially. Whereas whiskey, I'm not entirely like, there's so many other things that go into it. You know, is it a wooden washback? You know, what kind of yeast did they use? How tall was the still? You know, yeah. well, uh, where and, do they make their cuts? And, and for beers are the same way. Beers can be highly influenced by terroir because the same way wines are, because you're taking that, that raw pro food product and tasting it. As right. opposed to taking a raw product and then distilling out the high boilers mm -hmm. and all the, right. the heavier and flavor compounds and, that. and then putting that in a barrel. So that's where terroir, terroir definitely affects wine and it definitely affects um, beer. So I, I've always thought that there's probably so, at least some influence on where the grain is made. There has to be, yeah. right? Same, same with the water. Right, like whatever's in the water that you're using, well, they all bring out their water source. There's going to be a little something that comes through the mineral content or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's going to lend something to your whiskey, but you know, all of these components have to come together 15 years from now to make that it's whiskey tough. taste. It's the tough. Way it yeah. So, 
Where does this lead us in the conversation of, of regions? I mean, terroir is about where it's from. Where it's from. Right? right. So we all know, or maybe we don't, um, Scotch has five regions five according regions. to SWA. Right. right. Now, it's not this. SWA says there's five. Now, anyone else out there that says there's six can, you know, it's sometimes people refer yep. to the islands as a sixth region. Technically, from the SWA, they are part of Highlands. Correct. Right? Yes. So, so you, what are they? So you have you have the okay. island. We have Speyside, the Highlands, the Lowlands, Isla, and, and Campbelltown. Campbelltown. And Campbelltown. Campbelltown. And the Willie. Um, technically, uh, <laughs> you the see the Willie. The Willie. That technically, if you look at the map, are you sharing that? I'm not. Okay. But... If you look at the map, Speyside is technically a subregion of Highland, although SWA recognizes it as its own region because there's so many. Damn million million there's like there. more. There's as many distilleries in Speyside as there is in all of Scotland. All of Scotland, yeah. right? Right. I mean, how many are in Lowlands? Uh, at least single malt was distilled. Not like, like three? Like two or three? <laughs> yeah. So, Operating. Um, there are some grain and sit down there, but yeah. yeah. Right. So the SWA actually classifies the islands as, as a highland. So um, we're going to go with uh, with their definition, five regions tonight. Okay. okay. So the dummies here, uh, what we're going to do, what we want to try to find out, can you really taste the region? Can you pull that out? If I hand you a whiskey, can you, do you really know it's a highland can you tell it's a, a lowland i mean well i mean they're kind of like some let's let's just say major profiles of flavors distilleries that are going to come out of different regions right, right. this is like a stereotype it kind of it kind of is you're right totally well, a stereotype. I, I, is. I agree to you to a degree now when you read what they what the the, the the what they say they should so like right here it says the highlands oh notes of peat honey heather uh, heather and a much more robust dry body Okay, yeah, that's nice. I, I, sure. I'll agree with what you just sure. said. But I'll tell you what, guys, doing this for six years, I had a pretty good idea. If you hand me a Lowland, I think I'm pretty close to, I'm, I'm going to well, get let's, it. Let's, let's Campbelltown? Let's, you serious? If I hand you a Campbelltown, Campbell let's yeah, talk about there's it. There's only two to I think it's important to kind of have <laughs> to talk about those stereotypes in a, in a yeah. sense to kind of go through them a little bit. Yeah, right. so, let's, so let's go through the stereotypes. So you've got, you. so Drew is showing us a, a, a post from BespokePost.com and the distinctive flavors of uh, right. Scotland's five Scotch regions. That's kind of what we're using as as our rough, our so, stereotype arang our arrangement today. Yep. Right. So let's go through what do we have, what are we showing here? This is space side. side. Okay, space side. So predominant flavors in the space side. Varies. Okay. They all vary. But generally smoky and deeply complex with hints of apple, nutmeg, and vanilla. And I agree with that. I, generally I totally smoky? Not not smoky, but the vanilla nutmeg. Space sides have fruits. smoky flavor. I think that's. I don't, I don't not think right. smoky. So right. above that though, it says space side sash lighter, grassier numbers to the sweeter, richer sherry. Okay, so they're talking about the. That's another problem when when we talk about this is you got how many distillers did you say in a million? You're right, there's a lot. <laughs> Let's say there's <laughs> sixty distillers. More than in space seven. Side. Yeah. And. That's a that's huge a range. Huge. And, Especially and if you want to throw some peat in, there. in, you want to throw some sherry in. You know, I mean. Yeah, and so they're notable distillers. Johnny Walker. Well, that's not really a yeah. Distillery. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. That's not even a distillery. Glenlivet and Glenfiddich, and those two, those McCallan. are and, and Glenmo, Glenmorangie, McAllen. You know, oh no, Glenmo is still Highland. That's um, Highland. But so, I mean, but 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 I think when so when I say when I say Speyside to you, what do you come up with? Forget this. This is just a ballpark to get. I I generally think richer, fruitier, fruitier, yeah. spice and, and a spices. lot more sherried. Whiskies come out of there. Yeah, I think I more allspice like. and nutmeg and vanillas, and those come yeah. out to me more of the space whereas, in general. Whereas in general, Highlands yeah. in general, I think lighter, floral, yes. heavier, in general. heather. Yeah. Right. Sometimes some like foresty. So, what, what do they say about the. Maybe so a little bit more of the. Malty? I don't know. Yeah. Prominent flavors in a Highland. Um, <laughs> because of just how large this area, uh, the amount of variation is huge, but you can generally expect bold. Heather and dried fruit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty basic. Yeah, yeah. Wolfburn. Yeah, well, that's I that Nevis one turret, but I mean, yeah, okay. That's just what they're picking out, but I mean, they, I, the one point that I will agree with them is because it's such a large region, you are gonna, you've got some that's inland and some that, and I'm sorry, coastal's gonna be different. Coastal. Well, and the islands are gonna be different. Right. You know. Well, let's keep with our let's keep with our okay. meal here. So the lowlands, okay. Sean. What do you think about the lowlands? So I've only had a couple. And only a couple to choose from. Yeah, um, I really like Rosebank. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> I, really, I really am not a huge Akintoshan fan, but... Uh, I We got one here. I've had... So the couple Lowlands that I have had... Yeah, Bloodknock. That was good. Yeah, I Blood did like was Bloodknock. Good. Fifteen. Um, I I don't know that I've had enough to really get. It's you, hard uh, to think the profile. Literally, because yeah, I mean, like the Rosebank was sweeter and like like honeyed, like super almost cloyingly sweet. Um, well, they're saying they're sweeter saying notes, toffee, and cinnamon. So sweeter notes, like grassy. Yeah, that's I'll my problem. With, is you get a lot of grassiness in there, yeah. which is not I'll my favorite flavor. So the other one, which is your wheelhouse. Zyla. So they're, they, what they say, although they don't sound appetizing, the mixture of brine, seawood, smoke, salt, and distinctive flavors, and intense flavors. Yep. That's what I like. It's, that, it's an acquired taste. That's pretty spot on. So, you know, you get your Arborg, sure. your I mean, Lagavulin, and Lafroy. A few Bola. outliers, though. I mean, you've the, got a non-heated distiller out there, got, right? Exactly. So, yeah. We've got a couple more coming online. And then, and then finally, sure. there's Campbelltown. That Campbelltown. Which is a whole different... The world funk. itself. It's a funkiness, right? It's a, I like what he said. Flavor of a wet dog are also called wet wool. I'm like, that's interesting. <laughs> but flavor of a so wet dog. Scotia, Spring Bank, Glengyle. Yeah, those are, When's the last time you licked your wet dog? It smells like funky, barbecued dog funky hair. Ah. Barbecued dog hair. <laughs> but good stuff. So let's let's talk about it real quick, guys. So let's. you've got some bottles here that you've put out. And let's talk that, about crazy to regional-wise. How, how do these... These are kind of some bottles that we had that are kind of regional, right? So you, what are you starting off with? Well, so we got Royal Brockland, Old Pulteney. Those are Highlands. So okay. you're, you're going to get... Now, I know for a fact that Old Pulteney is more malty, a little bit of sea salt yep. because of right. the coastal That's effect. Coastal Absolutely. Right? But the Highland is massive. So right. you're, you're going to get some of that, but you're going to get all kinds of other things. Heather, I think, is a probably a good all... I think so. Purposing word for it. Yeah. Right. Floral. Now, technically, technically though, we've got Highland Parks are technically part of that. That's correct. The Orkney Islands, but... According to the SWA, there's not a region called Islands. It's part of yeah. the Highlands. So, <laughs> so one, one uh, speaking of going to buy stuff, when you go to most liquor stores, they don't do a, a good job of really kind of separating out by regions, but Total no. Wine is amazing for doing that. They actually really? go in, Yeah, when you go in there, they have it by region. Well, Cable they have towns. enough of a selection That's to true. be able to do it that way. Fine Table <laughs> used to do that, I remember. I don't they? know if they... I think they've changed it now, yeah. but they used to. Um, but it... <laughs> Highlands, I think, are probably the, the biggest variety because of the, the range, because of the size and, and, you know, of the geographic location. Because you got to think, think about the, the difference between up there at Wolfburn, at the very top, all the way down and come, you know, 200 miles south. It, it's, a, it's a, there's a difference Their personality there. is what they are. Right. So then these are the Highlands that we've got represented tonight. We've got a couple of Highland Parks, a Royal Brockla, and an Old Poland 17. All right. You got a lowland next. Our our one no, and uh, no, our one and only side. lowland side, yeah. is the Akintoshan that we had. That's a, what is that one? The triple. Yeah, this is the three wood. Three wood. Um, I left my rose back at home. You did? Damn it! I'll go get it. <laughs> I bet you will. Oh, I'll leave it right now. I'll go over barefoot to get that one, brother. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so we only had one one lowland to uh, to pour tonight. So that's what, what we got here. No big deal. I, I guess we'll figure that one out. Maybe. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Um, Depends what you pour. Let's pull. Then the, we got Campbelltown here. We got a couple Campbelltowns. So we got a Hazelburn and a Springbank. Came from the same distillery, technically, right? Yep. A um, little bit subtle differences, though. What's the difference between Springbank and Hazelburn? That has to do with the number of distillates. You know what else we could throw in the there? Case bar, is Hazelburn triple distilled? That's going to be pretty uh, obvious. Uh, no, Springbank's two and a half times but distilled. Technically, Hazelburn we won't drink it, but technically that's also And a, Hazelburn is um, non-peated, whereas Long Rose peated, right? Yes. Long Rose right. peated, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's another. Ooh. Ooh. Hey, hey. I'll, I'll bring some of that. You I want to try that. Three Campbelltowns. Um, now let's go into some space, right? We got two here. I just picked that real quickly. A Co yes. couple of quick space sides. I mean, obviously McKellen. Everybody knows what that is, right? And then Glen Alkey, right? Which one? What is this? Is this a 12? 15, year? I think. Is this a 15? I think it is. That's a UK Well, Well, you dog. It is a 15. I know. I kind of want to try that. <laughs> um, so, a couple of, of Highlands. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what I'm talking about. And no, then we've space got Space Sides. This, this, this is the Islas down here. So, what we got here? We got uh, a Kilhoman. 
Actually, you got a Erdbeg and a Budahaben here too. So, oh, Jura, yeah. So we've got we've got all the regions represented here, and what we what we wanted to do was is kind of talk about these, and maybe have you MC a little bit to kind of remind us of flavors, but. Why don't you guys switch all spots? Right. All right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna we're gonna mess with the dummies, guys. I don't know how to sit in front. Uh, where'd my glass go, man? Right here. There it is. Um, all right, so why all don't right, we do this? Right. So for fun, why don't you pour a glass of something, and let's start picking it apart a little bit, and then we'll ask a couple questions. We'll make it short, not too long, and start, see if we can narrow it down to the region, and then maybe guess what it is. All right. Keep it simple. Sound good? Deal. So you guys all. Uh, so Look we'll, away. we'll talk amongst ourselves. Um, so are we just doing one region at a time? One region at a time. Okay. Right. right. But we have to be fairly quick about it. So we're going to do two different regions. Yeah. Right? So oh. now hang two. on a second. What? I'm, I'm right, for right now, I'm going to pour one glass for each of you. And it's going to be the same bottle. Correct. Right. And it's going to be and one. We're going to pick a region. We're gonna, we're yeah, well, you can use the same glasses if you want. Cool, cool. All right. So, whatever, man. So we'll I'm not going to pay attention to what he's pouring, but what I will say is I don't think that the terroir is, is this really your glass right that here? important. There's, yeah. Yeah. It's really that important that's because... That's me. That's Sean. That's Sean. Yeah. All right. Pour it up. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah, you yeah, can I info you. No, I, I took the coin off of yours, right. but I got it. Face All right. forward. All right. <laughs> I will say you can influence the flavor of whiskey by changing the grain or by changing certain things in there. But I will not say that. You just hold your horses there. But you can show. I can tell a viewers. Highland from a Speyside just by picking a random bottle. I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? That this Anila is going to be sticking out. Well, not necessarily because you got because you got Pete Week from Balvini. That's true. I mean, if if you wanna if you wanna mess things up, mess things yeah. up, the, mess up the stereotype, it's very easy to do. They they'll they'll buy special grains that were grown in uh, outside of Scotland or they'll you know they'll right. you their yeah uh, they'll peat dry their smoke you know so so I guess I mean we're, we're talking about terroir or however the hell you say it right terrier so terrier terrier so I guess my question is how much of where the grain is grown actually chat. influences <laughs> you know, oh yeah versus, don't show anything in the chat guys versus you know where it's aged, the kind of casking that it's in, how tall the still is. So what do you got? And, and kind of what what style of whiskey is produced in the area that you're going to? I think that's the bigger deal. What style of whiskey does that distiller want to make today? Okay, I was I was going to use personality. I was going to say the same thing. So the, yeah. the, the distillery's personality, I think, is what we come to know more than actual terroir. I think that's right, and 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 but yet a, a distillery can still absolutely change their uh, um, pineapple their pineapple fr like fruit sweet on the nose this sweet honey honeycomb oh it had it had a little smoke and funk to it I'm getting a little I didn't rinse your glass out so I don't know what you had in there before uh, water okay I, I there you go really okay well good and... that's interesting that's an interesting note that you're pulling then oh that's funky. Yeah, so that's that's a Campbelltown. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. I would agree. Um, I don't know which one, but I would I would say probably Hazelburn because of the smoke. It's I mean, got the a, yeah. There's like a a uh, like a toffee peanut brittle kind of thing going on. Peanut on the, brittle on the <laughs> mid palate. Mm -hmm. Left over from last year's school ride. <laughs> Exactly. Every show a movie quote. <laughs> Every uh, show. <laughs> and it's got a nice like spice on the finish. I mean I, I really like Cameltown. Like a like a cinnamon and white pepper, Tom. <laughs> that could be a spring bank too, but I think it's Hazelburn, but I don't know. I don't know that well to pick him apart yet. But the the fact of the matter is what without a doubt it's a Campbell. Why? Yeah, I'd agree. The funkiness. Yeah, that is. That, exactly. it's, it's a funkiness. So, what we call like, kind of like a, a sourness, or especially in the in the late wet, palate wet finish, a wet <laughs> wool. Wet wool. Yeah. Is that terroir or is that distillery personality? That's distillery personality. I think it's distillery personality. Well, distillery character. Because it's by it's design, they want. Because their... the other thing that you have to take into consideration is like when you make wine, all of the juice from the grape goes into making the wine. Correct. For the whiskey. They're 
they're making a conscious decision of where to cut That's the heads too. and the tails. And so thereby they're influencing That's true. what what the well, final product is going to be. And when like. I say personality yeah. distillery, that goes into the size of their still. They, there's a conscious decision that they're using this particular yeah. still and their their process mm. is running it this way because this they one. want a specific flavor <laughs> to come out of that. Well now I do say that, you know, the scientific study, they use the same still, different true. grains, different years, because they wanted to see is, is there an influence? Right, they, and so I think that in that respect, it is good research, right? <laughs> like, because if I'm a master distiller, I, I want to know, you know, if I'm getting grain from a specific location, it's more likely to impart that apple or pear note versus like a toasted almond or, you know, some other note that, you know, I really want that apple. Yeah. And, and so this gives me a better chance of having that be a predominant flavor that comes through, right? Yeah, I mean, ter terroir absolutely does porous. have a you difference because, or, I mean, terroir doesn't, terroir affects the grain because whether it's, you know, too hot or too cold, it's gonna affect the protein content, the sugar content of the whiskey, it's gonna affect your alcohol yield, it's gonna affect the performance of the yeast, and if the yeast die early, then you get a lot more esters and a lot more different flavors than if the if the yeast live a long time because there's plenty of sugar in there. And so all that yeah. all that accounts. Now is that terroir? Maybe I mean you know, part of it could be. Because grapes are the same deal. You yeah. know, I mean the yeast strain yeah. and the type of the grape and how much moisture content but, and you know when they harvest. And so I would say effective. grain is more of a a tool that a master distiller, master blender, master, um, yeah, I guess master distiller would have in the toolbox. You've got yeast, you've got grain, you've got fermentation time, you've got boil, uh, still shape, you've got uh, distillation speed, you've got line arm shape, you've got all these things. It's, it's a tool you can use because if I want, if I want um, certain types of uh, barley will have more protein content, which will impart a different flavor than if I do a, a really high sweet grain. So I can use that to change the whiskey right. that I produce. And another thing that, that, that confuses this is terroir in, in the wine industry is, is very defined by, by a, a location. Absolutely. Very, and it's very regulated. It's very, you know, it's reserved. Yes. Where in the scotch industry, just because I happen to be located up on the Orkney Islands doesn't mean I'm using barley from the Orkney exactly. Islands. I bought that stuff down there in, in England, or, or you know what I mean? So Diversity. it really blurs the line of whether well, there can be terroir. And with wine, I mean, so there are some very small wine regions. And they're like the north or the south slope of this hill is a region. Yeah, right. And, and even within that region, Year to year, you have very different wines. Yeah. From the same uh, wine house, from the same vines, you'll have a very different wine year one to year two. Hmm. If the weather's different. If it's Versus more, more wetter, drier, whatever. The whiskey, I think there there is some variation that creeps in because of, you know, maybe Protein you switched up the kind of barley that you're using. Yeah. You're using a new strain now. And so that affects it slightly. And, you know, maybe you've got, you know, you've got 20 farms that you're buying grain from, but you're, you know, at the end of the, the day, you're mixing it all together, right? <laughs> exactly. So, so how much of that, unless you're being very specific about it, and I'm going to distill today from this farm using that grain, how much of that actually gets into well, your glass? Yep. And we talked about graying over, you know, like you said, and when you were talking about the things that influence and kind of overpaint, I was, I was imagining like a painter, you know, I can paint a stroke on, an, on, a, on a canvas and then all of a sudden you come in with some more paint and you slap all over the top of it and you come in and slap all, can you really still see the original lines that I paint? <laughs> no, you can't. Well, think about it in Isla. Right, so I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna go out of my way to get the specific barley from the specific area, and I'm gonna say that it matters, and then I'm gonna dry it with some peat. I'm gonna smoke. The hell <laughs> I'm gonna out smoke of it. the hell out of it, right? Are you really gonna be able to tell where that barley came from? I does it? I mean, I to me, you really came and slapped over it. I, I'm with you, Andrew. I think it's it's one item in a long chain yes. to get the whiskey into the bottle. And so what what I've seen with with distillers that are trying to do terroir. Like um, the Springbank local barley, where they're trying to specifically target this is made from barley where we 
were in, from Campbelltown. Right. What they do is they, they remove all that other garbage. Right. And, they, and I'm cool they with that. They focus exclusively as much as they can on what that barley can produce. And that's, again, a tool you're using. You're taking off all this sherry cask. You're taking off all these, all these other things that can influence that flavor and highlighting that specific deal. It's like the Glenmorangia Star. Yeah, that is highlighting the barrel that right. they're using for Turn it. Turn around, man. Turn around, guys. Right. Turn around. We're gonna get Turn, uh, yeah, so, we have, oh, one more. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna do another one here. I'm gonna grab right. this. Oh, so. Don't look at the screen. Yeah, don't look at the screen, man. <laughs> right, so well, I can't look around and I can't look at me. What are we doing? Uh, what's wrong right. with the screen? So, oh, hold on. Let me, let me we're do looking this. at Mark. We're looking at Mark. Here, how, about, how about how about this? Yeah. yeah there we go. Thanks. So, I totally lost my job. So, okay. So let's let's take. The, the Springbank local barley is an example. Mm -hmm. So this one, they specifically uh, focused in on the barley. Yes. How much variation do you think you would get if, if more distilleries focused in year to year on, hey, you know, this, this bottle is from, you know, Mr. McGregor's farm down the street and we're using his barley every year for this particular bottling. It's gonna be aged 12 years in these casks and everything is gonna be the same about this. Okay. Do you so, think that there would be a little more variation and we just don't see it because they're buying bulk grain, it's getting mashed and go. it's all kind of mixed together so that takes some of that there out, out of there. Yes, when you look at the study that we talked about from, from Waterford, um, their biggest influence was location and year. And so if you were to take, if you were to produce a local barley nine every year, and you used really dead casks, and you um, were very specific about, this is Bob's farm this year, and this is Joe's farm on the other part of an island next year, and it's a different year and a different location, but, but even a different type of grain, I think you could taste that. Because essentially you're, your new make is a is a heavier influence in the flavor than in most other scotches where you put a heavy barrel influence into so it, it sits for fifty years. I so that you. that I if you know, took a I young essentially a young whiskey in a dead cask, you you highlight the new make more. And that's I think you could taste the flavor. Man, this forever, dude. So I mean it's a it's a question of the yeah. distiller wanting to do that. Absolutely. They've got to intentionally mute the other influencers of whiskey. All right, guys, what are you getting in those? Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> is this Canadian whiskey? This is, this is like um, Heather. Like it, There's a real light sweet It smells note. like a Highland. I mean, because I smell like floral and sweet. There's a, there's a weird tangy. So is Heather like better than Esther? No, Jesus. <laughs> We don't hole. like to compare. We don't like to compare. Usually causes fights. <laughs> Honeycomb on the nose. All right, give me some. Give me some notes here, Andrew. Yeah, a little bit of linen. A little. Uh, um, I got a little bit of honey on it, but my first, my first palate was a little bit of acet acetone, but then that disappeared very quickly, and it, it became more. Um, Drying. Working on it, Block Langer. I don't have the taste back, but mm. I did smell mm. something today. I smelled some perfume. I thought, I, so when I first hit the nose on this, I was not too impressed, but it, it's actually, after I tasted it, it's, it's, got it's a, really subtle. It's got a decent aftertaste, too. Like, a, a finish. the finish is kind of um, uh, concentrated mm. sugar and, 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 and caramel. Honestly, I'm not getting much on this one. I, I, there's, mm. like, some subtle apple... It's There's pretty, like a, a hot toffee thing. Yeah. Um, Apple cider almost. So you said a region at least. What do you guys think? I think it's an island. What, what, I mean, an island? A highland. Yeah. Yeah, we're sticking to the five. So no island. If it's an island, it's a highland. Yes, it is a highland because it's light and subtle and. Uh, so can you, so it, if you're doing blind tasting, I mean. And obviously, we're cheating a little bit because we have the bottles we're right, not looking quite blind. But I, I think, you know, I, when we do blinds, we try to put some of these things we're talking about in perspective. It's easier to call them out now based on what we're having, but I think it's still true to point when you're doing a blind, if you think about some of these major points we're making on the regions, I think they'll steer you at least for the most part 
excited for those one-off weirdos, you know. Which that, they're there. They're definitely there. But it's going to give you at least in the same I mean, area. It, it's a stereotype for a reason, right? Correct. Because a, a lot of them fall within that range. So what do we so, have? It's not. It's definitely not Old Poultney. I don't um, remember. Broccoli, I remember being kind of a little malty, but basic as hell. Um, definitely not Highland Park. Definitely not Highland Park. It's got to be Jura. That's it, right? Well, those are your choices. Those are the five highlands that it's we've a, got. It's, it's got to be the Jura. It's either the Jura or the Broccula. That's, I'm, I'm going to say the, whatever it is. Broccula. We haven't had this yet. We just got the Jura 7 one. I don't remember that. We, we have we a review on it yet. Or halfway. Mm -mm. <laughs> we may have now. Yeah, is it open? It's Ritz. I'm going to say Jura. This is, yeah, this is, I don't think it's Highland Park, but. I remember having this and not being very impressed. It I'm could be, not though. getting a whole Got lot off of it. I'm getting brown sugar on the nose now. I'm gonna, I'm There's gonna, brown sugar okay, on the palate. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of credit for that, Sean. I, and why I say that is because it is the Highland Park 12, and that's a dead bottle. Really? So you're saying you're not getting out, in much out of it? How long has this thing been opened and how much is left? There's a heel. So, all right, that's a fair yeah. assessment. I would you know not what? guess Highland Park. I give that I'm to you. I'm getting smokiness out of that at all. Yeah, it's really low PPM. I, you there. know no, what? Yeah. Honestly, I never get smoky out of Highland Parks. It's so uh, they're low. I, I mean, they, they intentionally very but, subtly. But I normally get Heather out of you Highland Park. You did say Heather. I didn't it is Heather. It still that. has Heather. But it's got, yeah. a, it's got a caramel finish to it. But, I mean, but, I, I don't remember Highland Park enough to call it out but I mean I, I thought I would think more a little bit more peat in them I don't get any of that I think what 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 I learn out of this instead of saying the word terroir I wouldn't I wouldn't fight to, to to defend that I would say there are personalities out of the regions that that I, I don't even want to use the word stereotype it I mean I've, I've I believe them I've, I've tasted them I know that there are certain personality traits that come out of each region and, and sure. then there's more personality that come out of every distillery, right? I, that's how you really start dialing in. You're like, and hey, you know what? That's a McKellen. How do I know? Because I got that sulfur. That's a McKellen. Yeah. But I, I don't. I don't necessarily buy into the terroir argument. I don't either, personally. I, I think I, it's more flavor profile. I think that there's distillery. probably something. Like I'll, I'll believe the science. You know, I, I think that there's probably some subtle differences. I just don't know how much it contributes to the final well taste and aroma. Essentially, this is a twelve grain can influence your flavor. Which is essentially what they said. But is that make it a space side? Right. No, because no, the space side pulls their grain from all over the world. Right. They don't, right. There's no way you could grow enough grain. I don't in space think. I, to I think them. there's a very small. I think it's a very unique area of terroir being kind of unique. Are specific yeah. to the taste. I think yeah. for the most part, it's uh, not. It'll included. be interesting to see if there are distilleries that go all in for it, right? Like, and not necessarily every bottling, but maybe they have a line that that they do say, "Hey, it's from McGregor's Farm down the street, Brooklyn, and this is our thing," right? Yeah. You know, and that's fair. I I respect that too. Yeah. I, so I I think it would be interesting just to see how much it would contribute, I, I honestly don't know. I, I'm so, going to be interested to see how this the next paper, the next study comes out, yep. follow that line. But at the end of the day, right now, I, I don't necessarily buy either. into it, especially with so many variables. Mm -hmm. Wood influence, maturation. I mean, look, let's, let's just think I, about the, the chemical stuff they're doing, the, the chemistry, all, trying to do NES stuff now versus age, just to get it up to the quality level i mean how is terroir really going to play that kind of delicateness to it mm -hmm. it's not it's I, not i'm not i'm not buying it so yeah. we got two regions left i'm not sure that we necessarily need to try them these are going to be obviously well i mean i'm gonna maybe not maybe not to be, i'm gonna do one more some. i'm gonna try some i'm out i'll do one more if you guys want i got to. three more glasses that are clean for you boys okay you guys want to do one more i don't care man sure why not let's do one more one one we're Talk amongst we're yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. Right. Right. I'm getting all clamped kind of over here. Oh so, my gosh. Brook so, Lottie does dry hard. Yeah, they do. There's a lot of, I can't really talk too much because the microphone's not over here, but that, there's a lot of little <laughs> one-off distilleries, right, that try to trick people. Well, and, and, and that's, I think you, you will get, and, and to Mark's point, you'll get more influence based on a distillery because of what the distillery is trying to do 
rather than where the distiller is located. Right. And so I think that is what you want to be you really focus on. If you like a distillery, keep in mind, 50% of that flavor is purely from their from the Hi, stills. Guys. The rest is from their... Okay, that's going to be pretty obvious. It's dark. Whoa. Well, I didn't go too obvious well, because I, you don't smell a bunch of peat on it, well, do you? No, I'm, 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 not, I'm not going <laughs> to speak because I saw him place the bottle. So I'm not, I, I, will, I will give nosy tasting notes, but I'm not going to pick a bottle. I'm trying to have to look at the color. I'm going to cheat. I'm a little envious. I'd pour myself a I mean, glass this of this is, one. This but uh, nice. the fact that I can't smell or taste anything, it would just be a waste. <laughs> While they're doing this, I'll tell you guys, as I'm trying to get my smell and taste back, I was telling Sean and, and Drew earlier that I find myself anymore tasting my food out of memory. In other words, I know how something is supposed to taste, and I'll be eating it to the point where I'll even say, God, this is good, and I know I can't even taste it, but in my mind, I know how good it's supposed to be, so that's what I'm You're enjoying. You're matrix, matrixing it. Yeah, like the kind of, you know, yeah. I know this steak is fake. That's right, that's exactly it. <laughs> but, this is not steak, but I'm out. But it tastes so it tastes good, good. The, red, the bloody, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so this has, like, deep cherries in it. It's, it's a tasty whiskey. That's good. It's yeah, like chocolate covered cherries and you know, I love Christmas the color. Spice. I love. I mean, look at the color in that glass that you're holding. It's beautiful. Man, that's dark. It's, it's just a beautiful color. Like and just. It just to me, it looks like maple syrup. Or, I mean, concentrated it's beautiful. cherry and mm. syrupy. No spiciness though in the nose. No, but it's got it on the palate. Yeah, is the ABV high on this? You know, don't know. Don't can't look at the bottle right okay. now. That's really nice. I mean, the finish a, goes on forever. I've got a drop that, of water on the ABV the is high. Yeah, a little bit high. Um, that's delicious. What do you got in the palate? So I, I mean, it it is chocolate covered cherries and really? it's got Christmas spice. Long finish. There's a there's like a Christmas uh, spice. A, a sugary. Like a dark sugar caramel, like a really dark, intense sugar, um, almost like a, a rich maple syrup kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and coats long, the mouth, long, nice, long finish. Um, I mean, it's it's a really nice glass. Yeah, it's weird because the the I mean, it, it tastes in my view fairly sweet on the initial palate, but when the fin when I let the finish go, it's like pure. Um, dark chocolate like like 85 percent cacao kind of dark chocolate wow. very little butter fat very little sweetness yep. just dry mm. <laughs> you know what it is andrew no you said you weren't going to guess bottle well i'm not going to i'm not going to ask oh did you know it was this one no no i didn't but uh, it's a Glen Alkey. I, I um, figured it, it tasted was a like it. And it wasn't a mechanic. I mean, I knew so. it wasn't this one. I didn't try it. So fifty-six point seven is the ABV you were That's asking really nice. earlier. So it's high. Um, it's yeah. I mean, I was kind of I was stymied, guys. I I wanted to yeah. You know, if I I know if I go here. That's a dead giveaway. You guys are gonna nail this in a heartbeat. Over here, these two, are, these two are giving away. You could have went back to Highland. It's a screw. I know, a but I. I also heard Sean make a comment that, oh, I don't drive and I was like, you know, I do too, but since I can't, they should, you know, why it's, can't they? So, so it's a Lowland? It's not a, it's not no, a no, sherry it's bomb, a, it's a but it's, it's, it's a unique concentrated sugar, cherry, syrupy bomb with it's really kind nice. of a cool aftertaste too, actually. Yep. So what so. is the Glen Alkey 2004 single cask? <clears throat> All are also punching. I, I don't remember where that one came from. Um, it's delicious. I mean, I it's think really I bought, good. I think I bought one, and when I was, I was ordering it, Drew said, Jumped in, give me one of those. <laughs> and I had picked it up yeah, um, right. on recommendation yeah. of, cool. I can't mm -hmm. even think of his name right now. Um, Travis? Travis, Faircloth, thank you. Yeah, uh, Travis I haven't talked to Travis, <laughs> seen Travis in a long time, to be honest with you. I'll call him out tonight. I haven't seen him. I, I need to check with him. I, I mean, I'm not on Facebook anymore, so I don't, I don't get a chance to check in with him. Um, it's good. We're, we are way past our, our time normally, we are but this has been fun. But it, you know, it's it's inter interesting topic. Regionals by Scotch. I mean, there's there's some 
some kind of basics, I guess, in a sense yeah. you can go to. But it's it's kind of a cool thing to think about, you know, where you want to go. And I really encourage liquor stores to kind of break them apart like that. I think it's really neat to be able, you know, I'm going to try this region. And because, I mean, a lot of people don't really go in to buy scotch at first that way. They just go, hmm, I've heard of this. this distillery. I've heard of McAllen. Or there's a bunch of these on the shelf. It must be okay. It must be good. Well, and, and I honestly, I, I, I don't want to say a challenge, but I, I think that everyone should try to take more, pay more attention to regions. Yes. Pay, yeah. uh, you will start See, seeing. I'm just saying you don't need to. Because no, it's not about the region. I, but the, I'm, the personality, the, 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 the general tone of that the, the region comes out, and, and it, I it, think. It's good to level set yourself, in a sense, to at least have an appreciation for the, the regions. Because there's so much environmental that goes into those regions, for me, that play into the distillery, to your point. Hmm. Like, talk about Orkney, right? And, and yeah, but that's Holy. I know, but I mean, different <laughs> Those places, are totally different islands, different. and different pizza, pizza. That so, so, yeah. So, I, I think the region of What's where the you? whiskey is made does influence it. So, if you're on an island, or if you're coastal, or if you're you know mainland or inland, I think those do have, do have an effect, especially where where it's aged and finished and things like that. So, but I don't know if if I pick a highland, that's going to tell me anything. I think it gives you a pretty good general, uh, th there is a general definition of, of an expectation of, of flavor. I mean, yes, there's outliers. There's outliers in anything. Yeah. I mean, heck, this this is an island. There ain't no, there ain't no Pete in there, right? Well, but uh, I get it. But I think for there are general tasting and, and expectations out of a region. Right. I, At least I think I've learned in five and a half years. The smaller the region, the more that applies. So, like, Islas, Campbelltown. Sure. Yes. So let's, real quickly. Highland, maybe not as much. <laughs> the interesting thing is let's talk about the future of scotch and whiskeys in general. We, we're talking regional based on, yep. especially, especially 20 years ago, it was a lot more firm. Correct, because they sure. weren't experimenting as much. Today, yes. with technology and everything else, there's yep. a lot more gray now in regions than there ever has been. That I would agree. Uh, especially now you've got malting houses, big bar, you know what I mean? Huge there's, houses. That there's, no, there's no issues with, with, you know, logistics and things like that. Right. You get malt, malt, yep. malted yep. barley, et cetera. Agree. So, yeah. all right, guys, fun show tonight. Good, yeah, good show. Um, we still have not put down a date that we are going to do Sunday Lives. Soon. We're working Very towards soon. them. Before it's a matter figure that out. Of, of us figuring that out and logistically putting That's it down. That's more of figured out. I like it. Probably in the very, very near future, would you say? I would say in the very, very near future. We need so to make it happen. Weeks. Very few Thursdays Within left. four weeks? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I, would, I would say by March. And that's oh, just around the yeah. corner, that's for sure. Yeah. So, so to all of our folks down south that are struggling in the cold, keep warm. We're with you because we're cold too. Yeah. And it yeah. uh, should taste the same even though it may be a little cloudy. <laughs> It should be. Says that doctor guy. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. We'll see you next Lunch time. Slancha.